Hi everybody, we are Matt and Kevin and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com. This week, we talk about the 10 matches from this week, Overwatch League finds, and how Valorant is affecting the path to pro scene. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. Um, welcome to week nine of the league. Hope you're all managing to stay safe, happy, healthy during the continued and prolonged stay in place of measures to keep us all safe. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I, I can say out of your three... Uh, happy yes uh, i got a bunch of new games in so i'm definitely taking a stab at that hooray um what is it uh safe yeah i'm washing my hands for 20 seconds i'm making sure i'm proper uh you know properly sanitizing everything uh healthy not so much i'm just <laughs> eating like junk food like all day um on my stream last saturday i made this uh popcorn snack mix which has like popcorns uh chow mein noodles like the crispy ones uh-huh. cheerios checks mix and peanuts and it's like in a glaze of like brown sugar and butter it is see it was all good until you said glaze of brown sugar and butter it's like yeah it, it sounds like a very basic like you know mix like a like a trail mix kind of deal but then you like dump the whole thing in like when you when you realize that one pan of it takes an entire box of butter then you're like, okay, I'm I'm gonna die from this, but jeez, oh, <laughs> it is good. It is very good. Um, I mean, just, it sounds as long delicious. as you don't, as long as you don't eat the whole thing in one go, you'll you'll be okay, um, right? Or eat it in like two days, you know. Um, I'm luckily for me, my family is eating most of it, and I I just have a small little box for myself. But um, yeah, that's that's one thing that I've always been doing during this quarantine. I've been slowly like. I've been streaming a lot more on Saturday and doing like cooking streams, so that's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, like you, 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 in general in life, you don't get all of them. Two out of three ain't bad. It's like when you go to college, you have your academics, your social life, and your health. You get to pick two. If you pick three, you're cheating. Yeah, exactly. Or you're it, just it's not really impos- good at time It's impossible. Management. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, nobody is. <laughs> I've met We're maybe here. two, three people who've been able to do it. Yeah, and they're they're like gods among men. So, yeah, it, it's fun to be indoors, at least for me, because, like, my parents don't have to yell at me to, like, go outside all the time. I'm like, hey, I'm doing a public service by playing my game, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not I'm not spreading the virus or anything. I just I just make sure that my space is clean and I am good to go. Um, how about you, Matt? Are, are you surviving during this, uh, this quarantine still? Safe, yes. Uh, the rest of my family, except for my sister, is sick, and I've somehow managed to avoid it so that's like safe and healthy happy is kind of an eh i really want to be able to like go do things and stuff and like it's been three weeks and since i've been able to pick up my comic books pulls and like yeah i i want to go do that but i can't like think of any excuse that i could say that my mom would let me out of the house and use the car and potentially get us all infected um, my birthday is on Friday, and literally the only thing I wanted this year was um, 
a, a cake that had the SpongeBob 24 is funnier than 25 meme on it. Mm-hmm. But like, I wanted that and to like hang out with friends. That looks like it's not going to happen because of the, the coronavirus. So uh, that's putting a real damper on my happiness. Um, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. And if you've been playing Animal Crossing, like, you know that the Bunny Day event is happening right now. And everyone I know who's been playing it, like, really hates it because we just <laughs> want to catch, like, fish and bugs and stuff and, like, shoot presents out of the air. But all it is is just eggs. Like, we're just pulling eggs out of the water. And this crazy psycho bunny is like holding us hostage until the twelfth. So that's not fun. And my Joy Cons are starting to drift. I have the special edition Super Smash Bros. ones, and like, if you send them to Nintendo to get fixed, they're like, "Yeah, we can't guarantee you'll get them back because we can't guarantee we'll fix them." So I'm like in the position where I want to keep them, but I need new ones, so I'm just gonna have to shell out the money. So. Yeah. Would you would you get new Joy-Cons or would you go for like a Pro Controller? Um maybe the Joy-Cons just so I can like be more mobile with it. Like I can go to my room or I can like go around the house or in the couch or like take it on the go with me. Mhm. Yeah. Um for for me I I don't have Animal Crossing. I'm on the PS4 side of it. I've been playing Persona 5 Royal. Um that's my go-to game right now. Um, I've been doing that, and then like my group of friends are all from like the esports scene uh, back at the school. So late at night, I'll put out like a post on my Discord, and I'll be like, "Hey, does anybody want to do Gmod? Does anybody want to do, you know, um, like just run it back with some old games?" We'll be like, "Right." Um, we did. We did the original. Like we did Counter Strike. We did um, Trouble in Terrorist Town. We did Prop Hunt. Um, we were playing uh, Left 4 Dead 2 again, like just stuff like that, um, just to keep people entertained and together, uh, even though, you know, the virus is keeping us all in. One thing that we all have is our PCs, so we're, we're doing that. And obviously, we've been trying to keep up in Overwatch. Uh, it's been a lot mm-hmm. of uh, difficult weeks, I would say. I lost like 12 games in a row, and it's not like... It, it's not even close it's like i have right, the right yeah. mindset and i'm like okay i'm ready to do this and then it's not until i bring in like three or four people who i can trust that i'm like okay we can actually make this work like as long as i have some form of coordination and i know that my team knows what they're doing it makes me feel that much more confident when we're playing um, yeah and yeah it doesn't matter what position i'm i'm put on i've been doing a lot more off tank but um just the way how we're keeping together just make sure like video now it's the best time to be a gamer um just because you have your entertainment close to you and you have you know if you do have friends either you've made online or in person uh just make sure you get their friend code and you could all just hang out and and do all that yeah so for the team that i'm on for the international overwatch league which if you haven't listened to our uh interview in our episodes with sayuri um Go and do that. It's it's a lot of fun. But anyway, for that team, um, since I'm main tanking, they like I've been designated the uh, shot caller, so I'm learning how to do that, and it's hard because mm-hmm. like I don't know who I should be focusing on. It's like sometimes I want them to take out the healers, or other times like the tanks really cause me trouble, and it's just it's so hard to learn, and it's so frantic. And then now we were we're allowed to like start mid season for um for actually playing in the comp games for the league because at first we didn't have enough people in our team to really do it, but now we do. So 
they're letting us play the comp games now, so that's going to be super stressful because I have to learn how to do shot calling really fast. Um, yeah. Uh, as the main tank for my college team, um, learning to shot call is probably one of the most beneficial skills that you could have. Um, even if you're not like a main tank, like any player who learns how to shot call actually helps the team. Um, the best way to think about it is like, uh, how long have you been with your team? Uh, I want to say like since January, at least is when like most of the people in the team have been together because our our roster's changed a lot. So I think since January is when we've really kind of solidified everything. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the first part is obviously, like, getting used to each other and getting used to your quirks and everything. Um, Like, the way how I play with my friends is completely different from how I would play uh, with a different group of friends or with a different different team, depending on how they think. But shot calling in general is, like, if especially if you're the main tank the fight you want to win first is with their main tank if you win that fight you you win the you win the rest of it like um that's why if i know that i have a trusted like zarya player i'll be like bubble me now i'm gonna fight the ryan um throw throw the anti-nade when he starts swinging like and if we get that nade we win the game like yeah um so it it's half of it is like focusing people who you need to kill in order to win the fight and then also like stragglers like if a doomfist like tries to punch your ana all the way in the back you're and he's out there all alone uh you just let your team like deal with that you hold the shield up to the front so that the main force of damage is being blocked and they just take care of the doom um it's just a different use of um how you want to prioritize your kills um and yeah, it just comes down to the team. How is the collegiate scene doing right now with all of this? So the collegiate scene is currently on halt. Uh, TESPA has been putting everything on halt. Uh, originally, they were going to bring their games online and continue that. But it's very difficult to do the TESPA collegiate varsity series with like the top, you know, the top teams in the nation. Because most all of those games have to be broadcasted um in order for them to be like video proof of this is how the game went mm-hmm. so um without that the the higher school teams who get the straight invite into the um into the finals for the collegiate scene don't have like the screen time that they want and also it's just like we can't really be in a place together um because of you know it's best practices to keep six feet away so it's really difficult for some of the college peeps to really get their PC set up because at least at our school, we had, um, you know, the technology and the computer lab available to students who don't necessarily have like a pro PC or something to play on, um, which was like half of our team, like half of our team did rely on the PCs that were in the lab. And now that it's closed, they don't really have the option to, go in there and and use it so um a lot of the teams are struggling to get like personal pcs to to the players so that they can play um and it's just a very difficult scene right now um in terms of just like the group of people i mean um it's mainly getting them used to playing with each other even though we're not all you know on campus or in class right now um 
Yeah, especially the B team that I'm coaching. Uh, for the most part, I'm just trying to get them comfortable hanging out with each other and talking with each other uh-huh. because that's going to be the one thing that once you start actually playing the game, if you're comfortable with someone, you understand how they're going to work. So I hope that that's how we're able to keep keep in touch and keep the games going. But um, for now, the collegiate scene is halted. Well, hopefully that you can figure out how to get that scene going again. Um, give the collegiate players something to do. Give them something to look forward to because a lot of these players are are going to college on scholarships because like other all other college athletes they're they're there at these colleges because they're getting money to play um let's move on to the news shall we yep let's get to it so we've been tracking the hero bands list in the competitive scene for pretty much since they've been instituted now because at least for me i'm trying to figure i'm trying to watch the progression and see what goes and eventually what they'll settle with. Um, last week we had the really big, what was it? Six character ban. Now we're down to just three, one from each category. We've got the hamster Hanzo and mercy are banned this week. Um, it really looks to me like they're just literally trying everything. They're kind of throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks. Um, while I would have liked to have seen them kind of, have it already um settled and um perfected as much as they can before they released it to to all of us um i can i can see why um they would have to wait until releasing it to really figure out the proper balance because like with, with beta characters with people playing on like the ptr you don't really get everyone playing that you don't get people on consoles and and just spread out throughout the entire overwatch world to play it um and even then like even if you were able to like just the way that we we play the game changes so often with um with people who are watching overwatch league they'll learn new strategies they'll play different things or with each balance patch things are gonna have to change the way how the hero bands are currently done it feels so random and yes it is shifting the meta the way how it's like every week you get something different but at the same time, there's like no stability. There's nothing like I can't feel comfortable playing, you know, a certain a certain hero one week and then it's banned. And then I'm like, OK, I can't play this week like that one week that they banned Mercy or they banned uh, Anna and Moira. Like nobody played that week. It was un- it was literally unplayable for here for healers like you literally could not main heal effectively. Yeah. And then last week it was, you know, literally every hit scan minus Ash. So that made it very difficult for, you know, hit scan players. Um, inadvertently, it do- also made it really hard for tank players because we have to watch out for May eighty percent of the time. Uh, so yeah, um, this week it's it's just Ball, Hanzo, and Mercy. So it's a little bit more manageable um, in a way. I mean, I feel like the Mercy players are going to be really mad that Mercy's gone, but she's the He's one of the very few that haven't been hit on the list yet. So um, Hanzo's been hit twice. So I feel like he's he's got that spot. And then Ball is just there. I, I don't I don't know about Ball. Uh, <laughs> They're literally was... just like throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, and I really wish that there was some stability to the way how hero bans worked. Like even if it was like okay, this week we're banning we're banning two from this class or this class or this class if we rotated it in like i would be like okay whatever they hit in the tank line is going to be a lot harder this week 
whatever yeah. they're going to hit in the DPS line. Like I'm going to avoid this if it doesn't work. Um, but yeah, right now it's just kind of, it's just random and there's no real way of really having a solid like play style or things that, especially for like players who do one trick or like barely even two trick. Um, you have to think about like the way how your team composition comes down every single week. Um, this league is not too bad, at least for the tank line, because we have Ryan Zarya and we still have like Winston Diva if we want the dive. Um, but it is a lot harder uh, to yeah. just like figure out like what you want to do every week. I wish they would tell us in advance like what they were planning on doing. Just like the, the, the I think about the thing about Overwatch is that they don't really announce things very much ahead of time. They kind of do it and then we kind of have to scramble to to get used to or understand what they're doing i wish they would tell us in advance what they're planning the next week and then like we understand that this is a very much a work in progress thing they're trying to find a good balance of um which hairs to ban to make it fair for everybody um i think it'd be cool if like with how random these last couple of of ban pools have been just to see what their findings have been each week like do a forum announcement like this is what we found and this is what we're going to try and why we're going to try it i think it'd be a lot more um a lot more manageable um and just definitely a better way to open up to the community and keep us in the loop and understanding yeah what's if your they favorite us iteration stat, of this been so far oh the ban list um yeah. man uh that is tough i think this week is pretty nice right now um i'm not a real big fan of ball so when I do play tanks, like everything that I want to play right now is pretty free. Um, but I don't think that there's anything that's like, I know the one week that was, it was like absolutely terrible was um, the week they banned Ryan. Like that made life very difficult because that forces your main tanks to only be hard dive or like Arisa. Yeah. Um, and Arisa's shield is garbage right now. So I'm not even going to, not even gonna worry about that you would have to play something like like sigma like if you did play sigma uh orisa like the double shield again it is still really flimsy like both of theirs together doesn't even have the same amount of hp that brian does so you do lose a lot going into that um but yeah i think this week is currently like my favorite and not in terms of like winning the games but like in terms of having the freedom that I want, uh, this is probably one of the best weeks. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I like I like this week's. I didn't get to play during the the no hit scan, which would have been perfect for me to do my Farah placements. Um, but I think for me, I think the version I like best would be either this week, which is just one from each class, or the one tank, one healer, and two DPS. Because DPS is by far. Uh, the the widest category and i think it's like just from all the updates that have been happening and, and all the feedback that we get from the overwatch dev team i feel like the dps line is catered to a little bit too much so um i, I think that the tanks and the healers need a bit of a break when it comes to doing hero bands yeah i do agree as well like the the dps pool is the largest because it is both like defense and offensive whatever it used to be so i this is just me like thinking the same way how uh 
like Dota 2 and like MOBAs and other games have dealt with like the ban list kind of. Um, I really wish that there was a snake draft kind of implemented into this so that it's not you have let's say if you have every hero available right um but at the start of the game you get to ban uh you get to ban a total of like four heroes right um but you can pick like as long as it's like cap two per you know class or except for probably dps you could probably allow three but like you can have one ban one uh one ban for the team that's attacking first one ban for the team that's defending first and then the defense gets to ban the next one and then so on and so on um and you just have four bans for that for that round like even if it is the same thing some people are going to ban something that's out of the box on purpose um and you will have something that's different so it, it's really it's really 50 50 i do like the way how it's random every time but at the same time i do want stability in the way how it's how it kind of gives the players the choice to play what they need what possibly if you could guess what do you think's going to be next week just random like random picking here right like i don't i'm just going from overwatch overwatch dev brain here um I think okay, support wise, I think Zen is gonna get banned just for the pocket pocket ban for no reason. Um Torb and May. Then tank wise, we're probably gonna lose like probably Arissa um again just for just for randomness sake but i do think torb is going to be hit on the next list i think that one's like a for sure um especially after watching what happened in the overwatch league um if you play torb correctly uh and you know if diva's not in the pool or even if diva's in the pool uh molten core is just like an offensive blizzard you're just using it different yeah um but yeah torb's just like attack may yeah, is attack may uh, essentially. Um so I think that I think that Torb is definitely going to get a hit on this next list. Uh just just out of pure randomness. It's just going to be like yeah, we're going to take out Torb. Watch it be like Torb Sim and then Zen and then yeah, either Orisa or Sigma. Like those two are probably going to get hit randomly. Um everything else is just going to kind of sit in place. I want to see a two-two-two ban. I want to see Torb and May ban because that like they're very like they're two sides of the same coin. I feel like May is a very is a more defensive um, pick, and then Torb is just like the attack aggro version of of May. Um, I'd like to see um, Zarya and Ryan banned, just because it'll force the dive. Yeah, it'll force the dive. And then for healers, I want to see Ana and Brig ban because I not Brig. No, I want to see Ana and let's see Ana and Moira banned. I think Again? that'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean, what that implies is that it's gonna be Baptiste is gonna have to be your main healer, or you go back to old school like Overwatch season two where it's Mercy Zen. Then you go Winston, 
Winston Diva with Tracer Genji. Like that's how it used to be. Um, whoever got discorded died, and then uh, yeah, you just kind of damage boost the you damage boost monkey. We'll see what they come up with next. It's gonna be any whatever they do. It's gonna be really wacky. We'll just have to get used to out of the box things from them. I yeah, wonder when they're gonna actually going to like settle down on a composition. Yeah, I hope that they like find some form of stability coming into the next like ban list or whatever they decide to do. Um because this randomness if anything is actually like it's going to turn more and more people away and right now is not the time that you want to be turning people away. Uh especially since we are going to be talking about, you know, Valorant later down the line, we might as well yep. save it for that. But in terms of like the fact that you're not trying to retain your your players is going to make them leave and go to somewhere else. Right. Okay, so moving on to more kind of league related news. Um if you watched the the matches this week, um there's been a little bit of inconsistency when we see the match chat. Like there there's some rounds where you don't see it at all. Sometimes you see it like very sporadically. Um, so in one of their matches, Ras uh, Lastro and Rascal both caught fines for saying uh stuff in chat that was not technically um PG friendly. Um, luckily they're not on Disney right now, so otherwise the the fines would probably be a lot bigger. Um, but yeah, they didn't know the match was public. They said stuff on chat, and then they finally realized that oh, whoops, this is. This is visible to everybody watching, and then they got they both got a thousand dollar fine from the Overwatch League, which like it's a slap on the wrist. Like they shouldn't on on one hand, like they shouldn't have done it, but on the other hand, like they they didn't know that the chat was was live. They were just goofing around. Um, I think the league needs to standardize it. Either we see the chat because it's funny, and we it's funny seeing the players kind of play mind games and egg at each other but on the other hand it's like that takes their away their ability to do stuff like this and like just have fun with each other um or just that you have to let them know when when you're gonna be putting match chat on screen so that they know which kind of comments that they're allowed to put on and and how to behave yeah coming from the collegiate side and coming from like even tier two and tier three experience for overwatch the standard for overwatch is to hide the chat um you type in backslash hide chat and it will hide said chat from you know your perspective view um the only person who should have it on um is a referee or somebody else who isn't on the screen um or the the lobby leader essentially um, the reason for that is if somebody needs to call for a pause, like let's say if somebody's like PC crash, right? Um, the players can say like, oh, I need a pause. I need I need a pause here. Um, the best way to do that, honestly, is to just have like, is to just have it up. Um, but only for a screen that is not going to be broadcasted. And we do have that at the school. So it's easier for us to just know like, oh, they need a pause. So we'll just, you know, We'll hit the pause for them. Um, so, 
yeah the standard is to hide chat um which is why they're used to just like you know egging each other on um saying funny things and uh laughing at each other uh in a way but now it's um now that it's all online it's actually more difficult for the observers to be really on top of that um but it should be it should be standard that like if there is a pause there needs to be like a hold or like the only time when a player should like a forced pause should happen is if the match like if a player like leaves then you have like there's an actual thing implemented in a server where if somebody leaves it will pause the game so mm -hmm. they should just do that and then like hide the match chat and just go on with their normal life because that's how that's how it is. That's the standard for, um, for at least tier two, tier three, and uh, and collegiate. So, and we're never in public, right? We're we're never in like you know the spotlight either. But this is the way how how it's been done. It's not you don't show the match chat because stuff can get out of hand sometimes. And like, what what do you, what possible reason do you think is there for the inconsistency here? Like, if it's the standard, like I think I've noticed it mostly on Jake and ZP's matches that they're casting, that we'll we'll see the chat. Like, what possible reason could it be that that they're showing the chat and then other casters really aren't and other observers aren't? Uh, it might just be just catching on to it, just like understanding like this is what I need to do before the match starts. I need to hit backslash hide chat, uh -huh. enter, and then don't hit enter again, because the second you hit enter, it's gonna open the chat again. So you need to put that in. Don't touch. Don't touch the enter key, um, and just you know do your observing the way how it needs to be done. Um, if anything, it just needs to be. Yeah, put onto the observers a little bit more harshly. Just tell them like, "Hey, we need to make sure that chat is off, um, and that we're all good here." So, yeah, that, that's that's what needs to go down. Seeing as that those two didn't know that the the match chat was up, do you think that the fine was was reasonable? Like, yeah, they shouldn't have done it. Yeah, not most professionally. Yeah, it it's not pg friendly but again like they they had no idea that this was up they're, they're just business as usual right then i i think that this is just like funny uh i think the one thousand dollar fine is like is fine um if anything like the league will cover it or like the org itself will probably cover it just being like oh okay that's a that's a funny goof it's fine um i mean yeah, it's fine as is. I I think that it's not as bad as it could have been. Um, I've been in groups where like it got really toxic, or like um, people will start like cussing each other out. Um, but yeah, th this is just harmless. Like, well, I I wouldn't say harmless. I would I would say it's like funny. Um, just chat, match chat. It's casual. Um, so yeah, the fine the fine is acceptable. Um, because you know, you, you got to show like, Hey, we're putting, we're putting the hammer down here. Um, but at the same time, like it was the fact that they didn't know that match chat was open. Um, it, it's, yes, it's unprofessional, but it is, it's funny. 
I mean, in the grand scheme of unprofessional things that have happened in Overwatch League, this is so minor. This is like, this is legit harmless stuff. Yeah, the the one thing that I'm mostly afraid of is like, you know, with the I forgot what patch it was, but like you can't teabag over a over a oh, opponent's yep. body anymore or something like that. Um, they're like, oh, that's a glitch, and I'm like, nah, dude, like the that's league put this in. That's not a glitch. Like, um, you can't do it to your opponent. You can't do it to your opponents, but you can do it to your teammates, which is even funnier. So, like, if somebody gets slept, the first thing that you do is just, you know, give them a good old tactical crouch and then uh, be on your way. Uh, <laughs> but when it comes to doing it on your opponent, like, if the Overwatch League happened to catch that, like, what if what if there was, like, a $50 fine for each crouch on a teabag? Like, is that going <laughs> to be the way how it's going to get? You're going you're gonna to see just players like, okay, I'm just going to rack up the bills here. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't think it's gonna be that bad. I this is just harmless fun, uh, in terms of Overwatch matches and stuff like that. Yeah, these guys are at the top of the game, but you know they are still still players and uh, just having fun. And also with like the if, to go on the tactical crouching thing, like what if like if if they're trying to block you from crouching over somebody's body, like what if you're legit need to crouch to like avoid getting shot and then you can't now because of that patch. Yeah. That was another thing that we, we tried. Um, it's, is it tactical as a Genji to incidentally feed so that like, if somebody is standing over your, your body, let's say if you feed yourself, like in front of a widow, right? And the widow's trying to crouch dodge your opposing widow. Um, is that a tactical move to just like die at their feet so they can't teabag you? Uh, we tried it and it's not effective. You know, feeding away a hero is not like next level, but we have seen issues where it's like, this is weird. So yeah, I I hope that they figure out a way how to make everything work, but we, we don't know. Okay, so moving on... Um... This is an update of something that we covered last week. I'm actually so surprised that we're covering it again this quickly. But um, Mufin, uh, if you are not familiar with what has happened with Mufin, um, he was put on suspension from the Boston Uprising last week because there were accusations that he was behaving um, inappropriately with underage girls, like requesting and sending nude images trying to engage in in inappropriate behavior with them um and an investigation was launched which is why he was suspended so the update is that this week he has now been officially kicked off of the boston uprising um i guess that investigation concluded that there was enough evidence that he had done these things and he was kicked and he issued a, a statement on twitter that was uh his apology which did not read like an apology at all it i was telling kevin before we started recording it it just reads really really poorly both from a, a you don't sound like you really went to high school or paid attention in english class written poorly as and also like a um he's trying too hard to defend himself and even though he he takes accountability for what he's done it doesn't it, it's shifting away too much blame i feel like um he he justifies a lot of his actions as being um 
he was trying to get out of an arranged marriage to someone in Lebanon. Uh, and the reason why he was, he was trying so hard to find literally any girl who would go out with him and date him and eventually, I guess, agree to marry him is because he wanted to get out of that. But a lot of his reasoning is it's just poor me. Like, yeah, I'm dumb. Yeah. But like I did this, but it's, it's, I'm a poor me. I'm just, I'm such a nice guy. Um, he talks about how he wants to be a role model for the esports world, but the way he's talking about himself, he's like, he's propping himself up as this, uh, no other way to say it, but like this sexual God who like all the girls are lining up for. And like, he just can't control himself. Um, in that it's not, it's not a problem that he's like that. And like, yes, it's, there's not a problem with people engaging in, in consensual relations like that. Um, that's your choice. Go do it as long as people are agreeing. But like, it's it's so creepy the way he talks about himself. And he, he justifies the underage thing as like, oh, we're from Canada. Like our, our laws are different there. Um, so it, I just, it, it was definitely the right move to get rid of, of Mufin. And it's, I guess it, it's weird for me to think that had Khaleesi BB, the streamer who who brought this to public attention, had she not come out with it, like he'd still be engaging in this stuff right now. Yeah, I'm glad that Khaleesi did come out and you know wave wave a flag, like whistle blue, you know, like I do agree. I tried to read through uh, Moffin's like apology, and it is difficult to read just because like i'm assuming matt you're you're a highly intelligent man you you want you're majoring in journalism or you have majored in journalism and like you know writing is your thing right yeah. i took ap lit in high school so like i like writing and the way how like sentence structure and all that stuff this looks like some dude who like barely passed like the seventh grade and just Try to throw words into a sentence. Uh, it, it it's just hard to read in general. But honestly, like, and it's so long, and it's long. Like he couldn't have just been like, "I done goofed." Please be my friend still. I'm trying to get out of this thing. Um, I I don't agree with that. I think that's just like BS. Honestly, um, the way how I'm looking at this is. Actually, I'm going to tie it to Persona 5 now that, like, it's on my mind. <laughs> um, the first the first person you, like, quote-unquote infiltrate in Persona 5 is a PE teacher named Kamoshida, okay? He was a gold, or he was a bronze medal winner in the Olympics He for volleyball. And he thinks that he's the king of the school. He's, you know, this guy who can get any girl who he wanted and like he's the king and all of his slaves are all of the like the volleyball players and all that stuff uh moving's kind of in the same boat where he just thinks that he's like the shit and he is not like he thinks that he is at the top he's gonna be the role model for everybody he's gonna be you know the best overwatch league player um something somebody had to knock him down and tell him like yo this is not how it works uh, you have to be a good person first. Uh, and yeah, this is this is definitely going to haunt him. Um, 
and I hope that he gets the same uh, Dream Casper treatment where he's just like not allowed to do anything in the league. Um, not that there's going to be much of a league here anyways, but uh, I, I just hope that it somehow survives after, you know, uh, a lot of these blows that are going to be coming up uh, for Overwatch League and the path to pro scene. Uh, we'll be diving into that later. But honestly, like, uh, like just Mufin's whole thing is just so weird. Um, but I hope that he gets the gets the justice that he deserves. Like, you know, just don't allow him to play anymore, obviously. Uh, and make sure that he is blacklisted. We don't want to have Dream Casper just kind of uh, the same way as Dream Casper, where he kind of weaved his ways, like, "Oh, I'm gonna be a different. I can use a different account or something." No, this this man needs to be uh, n- needs to be brought to justice in a way. And I think the way that that Mufin is is writing this, like, it's it's a very different attitude. It, I think it just further highlights the the difference in attitudes and I guess demeanor between more traditional sports and the esports world, where like. You see these these sports figures misbehaving and getting in trouble all the time. But at least when when they when they apologize, they th- there's a certain kind of like resignness to it. Like it, it's a lot of just you can tell they're BSing their apology. They're not upset. They're not upset about it. They're upset that they got caught. Where, where with, with, with Mufin, it's like you can feel this narcissism behind him where he he really th- feels like he didn't, as much as he says, I did things wrong, he really didn't feel like he did much wrong in the first place. Like he feels like his desire to get out of this arranged marriage justifies everything he did. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very big attitude. Um... Attitude difference, I guess you could say, between um, kind of the, the the arrogance and the the feelings of immortality of the esports world and traditional sports players that I, I've noticed. Yeah, I, I feel like that's also part of being like a personality himself. Like he wants that attention, um, and I just hope that we've obviously know what happened now. Um, but he's able to like learn from this experience rather than just being like, Oh, this is just free publicity. Um, yeah, I I just hope that he learns from his mistakes and he's also never allowed anywhere close to overwatch league, uh, ever again, never allowed near underage girls ever again. Yeah. That's women in general. Not even, not even just the underage ones. Just don't let him around women yeah okay so next on our our docket of things to talk about i haven't personally experienced this because i've been stuck in the animal crossing world trying to farm all my fish and stuff in spite of the ridiculous number of egg drops but according to a lot of the players that there's like a disproportionate amount of moiras and brigitas that are, are getting the play of the game and it's become such a problem that on the the Overwatch um, the Overwatch forum page, they had to like aggregate all the complaints about these healers getting the play of the game every time. That like Matt Whited, who's a, a developer, had to like his comment is thank you for reporting the issue. We are testing a fix and hope to resolve the issue with our next patch. 
and like they just aggregated all of these complaints like in my games i really haven't seen it that much i've seen maybe one or two moira um play the games or brig play the games but it's like it's not that big of an issue for me personally yeah we've gotten a lot of brig or not brig play the games but moira for the most part just because like let's say if you land a grab and then you hit q right you you just hit everybody and your name just fills up and you're doing something and you're also healing during that time too so anybody who walks in front of your beam i i guess it's just actions per minute they're thinking like you know coalescence does do a lot of that so um same thing with brig if you want to consider that you have the stun you have the constant proc of uh inspire and then you also have uh rally if you have rally up who's it applying armor to so um it's things like that i have seen it a lot but um it just needs to be addressed a little bit more or people need to do a little bit more um i'm not complaining about it for for the most part i i think i'm fine if like a moira play of the game happens you know that it's a zarya grab or it's somebody who pulled them in or something like that you just have to take it for what it is um and if you're really butthurt over like losing your play of the game because like it's Moira or Brig, uh, you need other things to worry about. <laughs> but honestly, like I I do see the problem, especially on uh like I guess end screens in general. But I actually have a personal one that I I did recently that like I could it could have been stolen away from a Moira, but I, I made sure that it was it was rightfully mine. <laughs> I mean, in general, like, throughout the history of Overwatch, like, the healer play of the games have not been a very big thing. So, for me, like, reading this, is like, for, for most of my, my games, it's either a DPS or a tank that'll get the play of the game. Just, like, just be happy for the healers for once. They do a lot of work. Yeah, they do. They They deserve some of it. Like, as long as it's, like, a good play, as long as it's not just, like, hitting Q into into a grav uh that also five people walk in front of like if you are actually racking up kills like confirmed kills or final blows so to say um i guess i'll allow it like um i remember when mercy used to get it used to get play the game all the time uh i'm i'm showing my my age here my stroking my gray beard while <laughs> i'm saying this but like when valkyrie first was dropped it used to reset the res or even during five man res, it would just you would just see Mercy fly in, hit Q, and she would just get play of the game. And you're just like, okay, well that's it. Uh, and then same thing during Valkyrie, you would pop pop it, get a get a res first, pop Valkyrie, and it would reset your res, so you would res again, and then you would heal up everybody, and then you would also get play of the game that way. So I just hope that like, um later later down the line we figure out like what to prioritize more do you prioritize more final blows or do you prioritize uh like certain actions happening yeah well it's coming in the next patch i guess so um we'll we'll see what what happens with that um hopefully they don't nerf it too hard into the ground so that like no mercy or brig or healer gets a play of the game but enough so that the other players are, are still happy you know the healers do deserve play of the game here and there they they deserve it um but as long as it's not like 
every single time or um, whenever this happens, like we'll, we'll be okay. So Valorant, the uh, beta dropped today, which is a closed beta. Um, and in his, uh, so Sinatra didn't play this weekend um, during the match with the LA Valorant. And on his Twitter, he said that as soon as Valorant drops on beta, he's going to be streaming like eight to 12 hours a day which prompted rumors and uh, speculation in the Overwatch League that, oh no, is Sinatra going to leave to play Valorant? Is Valorant going to replace Overwatch now? Oh my god, Overwatch is dead. The League is dead. Valorant's going to become the new big thing now. Um, which, like, it, considering it's a, it's a free-to-play game, um, very well it could be. But also, like, this is what they said about like apex and, and everything. Like as soon as something new comes out, it's, it's supposed to be the thing that kills something else. When in my experience, whenever that happens, no, it just becomes its own thing with its own fan base. Um, I have, so I think at least for the game of overwatch and like professional overwatch league tier one, I think in general, we should be fine. Um, I know like PS, and Xbox players and and Mac owners like me won't be able to play Valorant because it's a PC Windows only thing. Um, but Kevin, you know a little bit more about like how it's affecting the the contenders in T two scene. Yeah, tier two is essentially dead. I'm I'm gonna announce it. It happened uh, today. Um, tier two Overwatch is pretty much gone. Uh, the reason for that is um, it, there was a a lot of talk of the Toronto or the Montreal rebellion team that was the defiant Academy team, essentially. Um, most of the players are going to retire um, and move over and try to make their name in, uh, in Valorant. Um, once again, I do agree with what Matt's saying. Um, Overwatch is going to have its niche where people are still going to continue to play um, and continue to love the game in general. Cause it's not going to be, heavily accessible for like ps4 or you know any of the console players um but on top of that it is a complete it's not overwatch um overwatch is very uh how can i say it it's very ability based um where abilities make up like 80 percent of the game right like the reason the difference between you playing may and you playing mccree isn't isn't the fact that oh one shoots uh, a quicker gun than the other one right it's because may has a different kit completely um compared to what mccree brings to the table with flashbang and roll right so that's very different compared to what valorant is valorant is very gun heavy it's very csgo like so that's why they're saying like people from csgo and people from overwatch this is like the very middle ground um between them i don't know if Honestly, myself, I was waiting on a key. I was trying to get a key myself so I can figure out what if this game is like good, like what to like start learning about it a little bit more. Um, but honestly, like um, they think that it's going to be the Overwatch killer, like it's going to end, you know, all of Overwatch, all the Overwatch League players are going to leave. Um, it is not. You have to have a very specific like mindset going into Valorant uh, compared to Overwatch. Um but in terms of like tier two being over, it's mainly because like a lot of the teams who have made teams down in tier two aren't getting returns on what they were supposed to get. And 
the same thing with the tier one teams, like even in Overwatch League. Um, the homestands were supposed to be the first ever return of investment for a lot of for all the teams on in the Overwatch League. It was supposed to be the one time that the organizations are able to get their cut of, you know, the Overwatch League viewing and, you know, profits and money that way. Uh, but with the COVID-19 virus out right now, they're not able to host those. So um, it's looking pretty bleak for, for Path to Pro, honestly. But I don't think it's going to be only Valorant that's going to kill it. I feel like um, it's been a culmination of things. If Overwatch League does fall through because of the COVID-19 virus, Valorant's going to be the one that picks up the reins. Then the question becomes, like, let's say if Overwatch 2 becomes, like, amazing, right? Like, it's still Overwatch, the game, but it's, you know, higher in quality, has better balance changes. Um, like, Blizzard has a different way of looking at it. Will new you lose more players? New modes, new maps. It's going to be a, a new game once that comes out, and that's probably going to come out hopefully next year. So, yeah, that's the one thing that I'm I'm mainly looking forward to. Um just seeing where certain things lie um, because that's pretty much the t- whole tug of war thing here. Um, it's like, there's always going to be a game that's going to be sitting at the top. Um, but who's going to take, who's going to take the spot? Like if you look at blizzard, I feel like blizzard has the lockdown on card games on trading card games. Um, Legends of Runeterra from uh, riot isn't catching up at all. And then Artifact is pretty much dead for Valve. Um, If you look at MOBAs, you have Riot holding the reins with League of Legends, but you also still have Dota. Um, For a while, you had Heroes of the Storm. And then, you know, Heroes of New Earth was before that. Um, But yeah, it's it's a constant battle of like, who's going to take the top spot? Who's at the top for this game? And right now, this is people are saying it's an Overwatch killer. It could be a CSGO killer as well. Um, But you never know what if Valorant has like major bug issues or is poorly optimized or something happens to it. Um, like you just find out like, you know, the devs are not going to be paying attention to it half the time because they're going to do something else. So yeah, it, it's a whole bunch of who's going to be at the top. Is it going to survive? Um, what is the lifespan of this game? Um, we said the same thing with, uh, with team fortress when team fortress was out for a long time that that was around for like 10 20 years uh or 10 years for sure and i played that for most of my life and then overwatch came and i was like i'm still playing team fortress i'm fine with it and then i moved over to overwatch and it's gonna inevitably be like a transfer we we don't know who's gonna be at the top where it's gonna lead are you gonna have CSGO people here are you gonna have rainbow six players here it's just different um and figuring out who likes what i mean for me i i've seen i watched a couple of videos today about it it really doesn't remind me of overwatch at all it's very much csgo the only thing that really reminds me anything of overwatch is the use of like ultimate abilities that they have um aside from that it's it's i i really i think the the biggest draw for people is that it's a free-to-play game um i think the biggest draw is that it's new and that people are going to just try to get into it on the ground level, get in there quickly, and, and build up their name and reputation. But honestly, I think that it, it's relying too much on the the similarities to, to CSGO, the fact that Riot is publishing it, and 
that that it's new. That's really it for me. I think Overwatch will be fine. Um, they may take a little bit of a hit, but in general, it'll. I think it'll survive at least long enough to hit Overwatch 2 release, and I think then we're going to see a huge flood back into the game. Um, I wish I could play Valorant, but alas, I cannot. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been on that hype train a little bit. I'm waiting on the uh, key drops, essentially, that happen. By the way, there was only 25,000 keys that were released on each day, so... Uh, you have to be one of those lucky 25,000 players uh, to get your account whitelisted, which will allow you to play the game. So it's not a code. It's not something that you could like transfer. It has to be like its own um, its own thing. So I, I have seen a couple of the Overwatch League people uh, test it out and play it. Um, one of the big ones is uh, Sideshow, by the way. Sideshow is playing quite a bit. Um, on Twitch Rivals, which was earlier today, um, which is the seventh, the current day of recording. Golden Boy was one of the uh, one of the casters for the first ever tournaments for North America and Europe. Um, so there is a little bit of integration coming in from other from other scenes, but um, it really does come down to the way how Riot is going to tackle this and uh, who's going to be enjoying the game the most. Anything else we want to talk about before we? Uh start recording the gameplay episode of the week um for the most part i would say like this whole thing with valorant being a overwatch killer may be true later down the line but we won't know and only time will tell so um the one thing that valorant doesn't have immediately is the the setup of you know a full league um there may be teams that are thinking about oh maybe we should hop in on this train and it also depends on you know how riot is going to tackle the whole pro scene um and we we'll see how how that goes down and uh what what is going to be around the corner um but for now i am still enjoying overwatch i'm playing quite a bit uh and hanging out with friends so yeah um that that that's about it for the most part do you actually think that sinatra is going to leave the league so Here's the thing. He's legally obligated to finish out the year because that's, yeah. that's his contract. His contract was, I believe, three years and including that half year that he served in the in the f- beginning. Um, it's important. Um, so what I'm thinking would happen is this is just me. Uh, NRG gets into Valorant, right? NRG, the parent company of the shock or parent company is like you know cloud nine or team liquid or uh optic gaming phase clan all those guys um they're gonna get into valorant and then if they're gonna look at who they already have signed right so let's say if sinatra wants to play valorant right they they just say hey we'll extend your contract but this time you get to play valorant instead of overwatch and then or if let's say if a player is tired of playing valorant wants to switch over like there's there's that option to do it um so yeah, I feel like organizations are going to be looking at their personnel, um, and if they are willing to join join up, uh, they can do it. Uh, so, yeah, that that's what I think. I think if if players want to be a part of a team and see if their parent organization is going to sign first, um, then go into whatever whatever game you want to decide to to play for them. Um, but yeah, it, it's been really fun watching. Uh, 
some of the some of the Valorant gameplay just to see what is around the corner um, and what is supposed to be the next big shooter title. Um, but I don't think it can replace the the sort of way how Overwatch has been played. So, um, and also the legacy so far, like Overwatch is still has like a lot of players playing it. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Cool. Uh, well, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Hopefully, um, y'all are still having some good games in Overwatch, despite getting your plays of the game stolen by the Mercies and the Briggs. Um, we'll keep watch over the news and report back next week. Um, we'll see what the new competitive pool ban is going to be. Um, and tune into our gameplay episode where we're going to be looking at the second week of online play for the Overwatch League. Next week, we look over the Overwatch League matches and other news. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.